0: you're listening to podcateers
1: welcome to episode 449 of podcateers This week we talk about kicking off the Disney 100 celebration with new banners, Disney makes changes to dolls on it's a small world, Larry has a tip for MagicBand users, and he tells us about his time in the parks as the Lunar New Year celebration kicks off at California Adventure. Plus we learn more about the Disney company's history as Great Moments with Mr. Andrew continues with 1929 and 1930. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcasters.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers After Show, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out PodKeteers.com slash fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support and that's it it's time to get this episode going if this is your first time hanging out with us welcome we hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more and of course if you've been hanging with us for a while now welcome back friends here is episode 449 of podcateers You know, with um, Disney kicking off this Disney 100 thing, Uh I, I, um, (laughs) you know, when when you first get into Disney history, there's a few things that you tend to learn. You know, and one of those things that you learn is, you know, when your attractions launch. You know, launch years. Right. It's uh, important to your history, right? Mm -hmm. If you're Creating, you know, a, a video or a timeline of events, you know, a collectible poster or I don't know, banners that you hang as you're walking to the park with iconic attractions and such mm-hmm. uh, movies, maybe. I don't know. But, um, you know, things get through the cracks sometimes, like, you know, especially if you send things to the printer and you know, you're just trying to get things done, right? Because that, that Disney 100 is coming up super quick. That that celebration's coming.
2: No need to proofread.
1: Right, no need to proofread. <laughs> so uh, it was comical that there are a bunch of banners celebrating Disney 100 along the parks that uh, have incorrect years for attractions and some iconic films. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the internet being the internet. They they did their thing.
2: Yep. Day one of these posters being up. Day, like, hour one, day one.
1: I have to say, my favorite was, there was one for the Matterhorn that said it opened in 1955, and that's wrong, it opened right. in 59, and, uh... My favorite one was uh, a picture that somebody edited that you sent to a smell that has Bob Gurr, like angry face <laughs> pointing at the banner. Like, what is this situation right here? Right. <laughs> so I've only seen the Matterhorn one and the Snow White one. Were there any others that you caught in any of your feeds or did you happen to search for more of them?
0: I haven't seen any as of yet. I have to check. But those are the first two that everyone caught. I mean it's like the first animated film that kind of jump started it all. <laughs> How do you yeah. get that one wrong <laughs> I don't um know. yeah
2: i did I looked them up after after that came out, and i can't remember who, but somebody made a big post of every single one. Those were the only two um like incorrect dates. There was one that did say Mickey Mouse Club they're like getting nitpicky where it says mickey Mouse club nineteen fifty five but the mickey mouse club started in 1955 mickey mouse club was like the 90s one i think like the title didn't have the the in it so i'm mm. giving them a pass on that um there is also uh ooh uh there's another one where it's like disney cruise line 1995 and this is technically true like the cruise line like incorporated in 1995 but didn't sail until 1998. So there's a couple I think there might have been one um there might have been a misspelling or something. I'm not 100% sure on all of this, but um I do think there is a couple more but the the Snow White and the Matterhorn were the only two dates that were incorrect.
1: All right. Well, let's uh let's help Disney out here. So we've done some some marketing and some PR for them before we've helped them out with new <laughs> products. So let's try to help spin this in a positive direction for them. So I say that for the Snow White one, how off was it? What was so. the, uh two, uh, two thirty nine? Was off by two years thirty nine.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it was two years. Was it uh, was it ahead? I think it was. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna find it right now. Okay. Because I well, found... let's fix the
1: Matterhorn one while Andrew's okay, looking for that one. So, one. so for the Matterhorn, we'll say the date that was on the banner was the day they bought the basketball hoop that would eventually go in the Matterhorn
2: <laughs>
1: you know knowing that there was a plan to put up this mountain like the plan wasn't there right mm-hmm. like the plan came after like it start like, like everything came after but that's the day they bought the iconic basketball hoop that went inside the Matterhorn um so the yeah. sign the banner reads <laughs> 39
2: and Snow White was released in 38
1: oh Okay, so it's a a year ahead. So it's. So that one. It's a year late. Like it,
2: yeah. A year late, yeah. It said it premiered a year after it actually did.
1: Okay, so given the fact that there was no social media back then, (laughs) right? Now uh, something comes out and instantly everybody knows about it because of social media within one minute, right? Mm -hmm. So given there was no social media back then, one year ahead is when everybody knew about it right so there was a delay like it was popular when it released but it really blew up a year later so they're using that date so boom fixed there you go disney you're welcome <laughs>
2: um, i found the other other couple of things um it says wed enterprises 1953 um which is kind of it, it was founded in late 1952 so it's kind of close it might be that might be some internal semantics things i don't know um, another one, uh, people have mentioned, it says, the banner says Disney Bros Studios, um, which is a weird shortening of Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio, uh, which is what the, it was titled originally, the company, uh, <laughs> well, that
1: one's easy as well, you see for that banner, uh, the, the printing company said, well, we're going to charge you by the letter, There you and go. and so they decided to just you know, truncated, so there that they go. didn't have to pay more for it. Well, they are yeah. saving money to retheme attractions after all.
2: Yeah, but then this one, it says Walt Disney Studios, but it's Walt Disney Studio. They added an S according to these people. That well, right? see, Fancy. at that
1: point, <laughs> at that point they had some extra letters from the ones that they didn't <laughs> use before. Mm. They, and so they, they, they said, well, the what budget. are we going to do? Yeah, they did. <laughs> there you go. And so... What they did was they used that S on on that banner because it was just hanging out, and they couldn't get a refund for it. And they said, well, it doesn't work as a Disney Bros Bros or Bros S-S-S-S- Studio, so just throw it up on this other banner. Boom, I see.
2: fixed. Cooking the books, just like Chapek was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, wasn't he got what allegedly. There you go. I'm sorry. Allegedly
1: so they can not come after us. He
2: allegedly I know, I know. was cooking Just the books.
0: <laughs>
1: but we fixed the banner. So congratulations Disney. You're welcome. Uh we'll settle for I don't know. What what's those birria quesa quesa birria tacos or what do they have? Egg rolls. The egg rolls, right? Oh, okay. Egg rolls, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anything with cheese and birria inside is like delicious. I don't care how I'm
2: eating it. (laughs) Do you think, is there any of those that you think are missing? Like that you think should be, be up? That's a good question. Like, I don't know if you've seen all of them.
1: I haven't Um, seen all of them yet.
2: So I can do a really quick rundown. Um, I think I have the list here. So uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the attraction, uh, Matterhorn, do, 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 Toy Story, The Avengers, Mulan, so it's attractions and movies and whatever. Encanto, Fantasia, The Lion King, Steamboat Willy, Silly Symphonies, Peter Pan, The Little Mermaid, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Moana, Pinocchio, Frozen, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Film, uh, Cars, uh, Finding Nemo, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Mickey Mouse Club, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. WED Enterprises, Disney Bros Studios, Walt Disney Studios, Disneyland Paris, Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, uh, Shanghai Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, Epcot, Disneyland, Disneyland Hotel, and Adventures by Disney, uh, Enchanted Tiki Room, and Galaxy's Edge. Those are what are listed currently at Disneyland. Along These are, I think, along the tram route. These banners there's a lot to take in um was very quickly
0: again, i mean no it's <laughs> come <laughs> it's on really... you're killing me disney i mean <laughs> uh, uh
2: to give them uh credit none there's nothing on here that is an, a, an acquisition uh, on these they are oh, okay. uh well no that's a lie the avengers <laughs> is on there well like, no yeah but it was avengers... after it was after they had acquired uh, anyway. Anywho, that's the one. And Pixar. Okay, I lied. Ignore me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So and yeah, Indiana think, Jones. Why not?
1: You know, this is. I mean, it's difficult, right? Because they, because they're paying by the letter. You can only create so many banners along the tram route before it gets difficult. To put up a bunch of banners because I'm, I, you know, they're hanging That's off true. of the existing light posts, right? They, yeah, they're these limited to have how to cost many they can put up.
2: Tens of dollars each. They do, they do, <laughs> especially <laughs> when
1: they're by the letter. So, I mean, this is probably like the greatest hits of some Disney intern that was like, these are my favorite moments because there's a few on there that I don't know if I would consider them like the most iconic Disney things, right? Like I think the opening of California adventure is more iconic than the opening of galaxy's edge, for instance, yeah. Which but is not some on would here. argue
2: California adventure is not on here.
1: Right. Uh, However, uh, some people would argue that the opening of galaxy's edge is more iconic because it broke the circular, just the way Disneyland has been since it mm-hmm. opened, right? It broke the train route. It broke so many things. And, it gave it this weird lump in the head, so, you know, some people would argue that's more important. So,
2: yeah, but do you have oh, yeah. a favorite one that you want? I don't. Yeah, think, the mansion yeah.
1: should be up there. Damn exactly. it! it took there years. you go. There you go. There
2: you go. <laughs> <It's> a, I, <laughs> there you go. I just want like per, like I want Roger Rabbit on there. Nineteen eighty-eight. frame Roger Rabbit. There you go. Easy peasy. Lemon crazy. <laughs> Like there, there's, there's so many that yeah. I, I mean, I agree with the point you're trying to get at, Hazen. Where I, I don't think we need to like yeah. This is,
0: I have some a question. Yeah, go ahead. Is there, is there one for MSCP? No. What? The greatest well, there you parade go. that's ever. <laughs> they'd have to have. They'd have <laughs> to have like ten banners. You know, <laughs> 1970. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Every time it came back. I know. Every time know it came back, that's
3: a good one. I'm sorry, I
1: love you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> and who could ever forget the cinematic classic Homeward Bound?
3: Oh, You got one, Larry? You got Doesn't one, one that you
2: think you wish they had?
3: Uh, for me, I mean, I think that was a good one, the parades. Like, I was thinking entertainment-wise, like, mm-hmm. thinking about some of the things that changed, really, Ma- Main Street Electrical Parade. I don't know, the fireworks on the 50th? That sounds crazy, but when the 50th, the, that fireworks show was cool for Remember me. Remember Dreams so that's Come one. True. Yeah, The best fire like, record
2: ever existed. And nobody else can it, say it, anything it, about it. <laughs> Apparently How many not. years did it run? <laughs> How many years <laughs> <in the run? laughs> yeah,
1: did it run? Yeah, these lists yeah. are always difficult. But, yeah. you know, again... Who knows who came up with this one? I Sometimes Disney releases things that are, yeah, this is what our marketing department decided on is, like, the most important thing. Because I'm sure that if they got somebody from the archives in there, they'd be like, yeah, no, Main Street Electrical Parade should totally be on there. Right? Like, there's going to be a lot of iconic moments. You know, the opening of certain attractions, lands, you know, et cetera. Definitely have to be on there. But... I, you know, it, it is what it is. We're gonna we're gonna get the pay by the letter banners, and <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna switch them out, that would be cool, right? Where like every week or two, they switch, they switch them out for different wow. ones. That's given a great the idea. fact that you know that there is limited space. So maybe we would see more if, like Andrew said, there are tens of dollars per banner. Ten, tens of dollars. Tens well, of and dollars.
3: then it keeps it refreshed. I think that's some of the things going in the park. You know, when it starts getting rained on and stuff, it's just naturally going to lose its, you know, nice mm-hmm. glum- glamour. It had. That was the first thing I was looking at, not with those banners, but with they have these iridescent fabric they're using. And I'm like, it looks oh, real okay. cool right now. But I'm like, ooh. I mean, we've been getting a lot of rain this year, weirdly. You know, SoCal usually doesn't get that. But that's not going to look good after, like, you know, in the summer and it's been out in the sun for a while. Like, that would be a good idea, Hazen, if that's not even happening. Like, seriously, that's a great one to refresh it. There's so much they could work with. Yeah. There's also, like,
2: so many light poles just around the, like, just downtown (laughs) Disney, there's a billion light poles. The Esplanade, there's (laughs) how many banners that have, you know, light poles that have two banners, you know, on each light pole. They could they should have done a hundred banners and just like one each year, like that I don't know, yeah, with a thing
1: they could have you know highlighted every year or two and yeah. created some kind of you know narrative over the yeah. course of I don't know fifty <laughs> weeks. That would highlight the hundred years, but yeah, somebody I don't should know. do that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe somebody should do that uh, one day. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe they would be great moments with whoever does that. Yes, I think <laughs> so too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to hear something funny about marketing that I learned a week or two ago? Why not? Uh, you guys know I'm on TikTok a lot, and mm-hmm. one of the creators <laughs> that yeah, a little tiny bit, right? Just a little bit. Uh, one of the creators that. Would come up a lot in my FYP was uh, this guy that goes by Straw Hat Goofy. I don't know if you've heard of him before, but he dubs himself as, you know, wanting to be your movie guy. You know, he does a lot of movie stuff. He's been to premieres and, uh, you know, he, he's got a, a lot of really interesting thoughts on just films in general, not just like Disney stuff, just kind of like films in general. And uh, he was talking about, you know, this Disney 100 thing. And before he decided to go 100% on TikTok, he used to work at a marketing firm, and so he quit his job in marketing to do TikTok full time. Now the the agency that he worked for, uh, like years ago, had approached uh, the, his boss, and uh, they said, "Hey." He came into his office one day, and he said, "Hey, so." the Disney company has approached us. They want us They want us to work on this 100-year celebration thing that they're going to do. And he said, you know, you're the resident Disney guy. Do you want to jump on this project? He's like, yeah, of course, absolutely, I want to do this. So jumps on the project. And so because he was like the big Disney guy in the office, he they kind of pushed it all on him, right? They said, come up with some ideas, present them the next day. We're going to present them to Disney. We're going to see how it all goes. So he says that they came up with all sorts of, you know, different taglines and they wanted, like Disney said, we want to stay away from magic. We want to stay away from like all the, the Disney keywords that we've known for the last, you know, 50 years or so that we're familiar with. And so he says that ultimately, after trying to refine everything that he was doing, that he finally settled on wonder, like that was the word that like stuck out to him. So he came up with this entire campaign that revolved around the word wonder he pitched it, you know, they went to Disney, he pitched it, and Disney loved it. And they said, All right, cool, we'll get back to you. And he says, After that, we didn't hear from them at all. And so then he quit his job, you know, he went on, he started doing all this TikTok stuff. And then all of a sudden, he sees that they're kicking off the 100 celebration and that it's called 100 Years of Wonder, <gasps> which was part of what he created when he was working for the agency. And so now he was saying that, you know, like a lot of us, you know, when we first start doing this, we we think of doing these really fun projects and doing these things like podcasting or live streaming and all this stuff, hoping that one day, you know, we'll kind of cement our name. Maybe not specifically within the Disney company. You know, a lot of us strive to be Imagineers and, you know, people within the company or to just kind of cement your legacy, your name in the Disney culture in some way right and so that's kind of what happened to him like this tagline that he created years after you know he's no longer with this company but disney has now created this campaign called hundred years of wonder that basically came from this idea and this pitch that he had when he was still working there and i thought man what a crazy story to go through all of this to be a disney fan think you're not going to hear anything back and then, boom, this idea that you came up with that, you know, you, you don't have – there's nothing for you to claim after that, right? Because you don't work for the company. You don't work for Disney. You don't anything, right? You did a job that you were supposed to do. But knowing that you pitched that and it became a part of Disney history – you kind of cemented your legacy, right? That's super yeah. cool. Like, I got like goosebumps listening to that story when he was telling it. And I was like, man, that's like damn, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: For real. When you, as soon yeah. as you mentioned like what the name was and the whole connection, that's why I gasped. I'm like, whoa, the reality of this guy, that's his baby. So that's yeah. awesome. Of course, it, all of us, we want something like that. So that's cool good for him
1: i love it it's a great story Uh, let's see there's a bunch of stuff happening in the parks obviously as preparation continues for the disney 100 celebration Uh, larry's going to be telling us about some of the experience that he's had uh, on his recent trips Uh, we will repost it there's always a link in on the instagram story so you can make sure that you're following him because he does a lot of live streams from the parks larry tell everyone uh, about your live streams in case they're not following you yet
3: yeah, sure. Thanks, guys. And the live streams mostly uh, for us. We're doing it on Wednesday or Thursday evenings uh, from Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, and then Saturdays throughout the day. Same same setup: Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. So we're usually trying to catch things that are recently been done at the park, like Lunar New Year that just happened this weekend, uh, and then uh, also if anything like small little tips here and there that we get as you guys hear on the podcast here. A lot of times we talk about, but we get to share it like with other people there on the YouTube. Spectrum too, and also Quizneyland. I, I love to get throw Quizneyland in there and throw a couple of quizzes. So, shout out to if you another shout out if you're not listening to Quizneyland, go over there and check that out for the quizzes because we love people love Disney history as we're talking about.
2: Woo-hoo. Quisneyland. I like Quizneyland yeah. too. I hope you do. I, I like it. <laughs> right? I, the guy of that all does of us, kinda, I really gotta, hope you do. I don't know. The guy that records it kind of has an annoying voice. so uh, I yeah, like I it. Sometimes it's, you know, whatever. But I, I listen still because I I like the... Warning ads. There are ads. <laughs> yeah. Listen, good. I, Too many commercials. Yeah,
1: that guy's sponsored. <laughs> you know, I like the guy like so much that... I think he would do really well in some kind of competition for voices. Uh, Yeah. You know, that's a story (laughs) for another day, I guess. Another day. Maybe. We We So, (laughs) uh, well, you know what? Let's, let's actually get into some of the experiences. We can pivot back to some of the other changes in the park, but Disney's doing something that is being acknowledged kind of around the world, which is a lot of the Asian culture is celebrating the year of the rabbit. However, Vietnam is celebrating the year of the cat. I don't know enough about that to to talk about it. That's kind of the gist as I understand it. Uh, but Disney is actually doing the same thing. Larry, tell us a little bit about the things that you saw, and then we'll talk about a couple of the surprise uh, characters that you'll be able to meet as part of Lunar New Year.
3: That's the cool thing, yeah. I don't want to spoil that part. For me, it was about, you know, and what, I'll put this out there too. With me, when I was going last time, before I started using Goofy Guys Adventures as a live streaming platform, I was going and doing video content. And one of my first videos I ever did was Lunar New Year celebration March 2020. So February timing because the park was still open. So I was trying to compare it to what it was back then because I that's what I wanted to see again. And, man, they've done a good job. Uh, I got to, uh, luckily enough, to be there to see two offerings and, and the first one being during the day, which is the Mulans Cavalcade, I would say. It's it's a procession is what they're listing as, but it's a smaller parade. And not to like really make it less than what it is, what's really nice about it is there's it's very ornate and, and there's lots of you know, paying respect to the culture, to Chinese New Year, and then also, you know, making sure to mix in like you're talking about Vietnamese, you see dancers that are from that culture you know in the costumes that they would use and also in the lunar new year you see like the dragon you see some of that action as it interacts with the crowd and then you also see mulan and mushu in that cavalcade style procession and the music they use it seems i'm like once again in the most respectful way i think disney can do like you're talking about his, and sort of like they're not full experts in it quite yet um it, it seems to fit very well and from what i could tell from People that were watching with me through the live stream, they they were, they were thought it was good. They thought, oh, man, this seems like a good move for Disney in regards to a California adventure is where you could catch it. Um, it paying a nice light for the Lunar New Year celebration. And it comes from two areas. So if you're trying to catch it, it's either going to come from the backside of the um, Paradise Pier area, cutting near Little Mermaid or excuse me, Pixar Pier and near Little Mermaid and go straight in through all the way back if you're going past Avengers Campus and back into Carthay Circle area through Hollywood Boulevard or flip that direction. I would say if you're thinking about views real quick, I propped up right at Carthay Circle when it was coming back the other way from Hollywood Boulevard heading towards Pixar Pier. And that was a great little spot there where you could catch the um, trolley. There's like a little curve there amazing spot if you really want to catch the interactions of the characters which i don't want to sell away either who's in it lastly uh, at night um, something they added to world of color in the beginning is a section which i believe they call home or coming home and it represents a lantern uh that's supposed to be guided back home in regards to the celebration with chinese new lunar lunar new year and and the lanterns how they they signify and it has Mushroom in it, again, Mushroom in it, or mushu in it, mushu. And it does, like, paint him as, like, as a dragon as well, though. Like, in his, it, like, his elder ways as before, like, when they talk about in the movie Mulan. And Mulan signified in it. And I would say the music in that, man, I compared some of the visuals in that. Like, seriously, like, watching, have you guys ever watched, like, the Olympic opening ceremonies when they hold them, like, and, you know, they've held them before and, in that culture of that area in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like that in music and representation through all the color. That's what it felt like. And I'll admit, the ending of it, it's really fun because it does pay homage too to their celebrations. Because there's a little bit of fireworks, which you hardly see on all yeah. the color. It happens usually only on Fourth of July and stuff. They're not like the huge shoot up in the air, or like you know, like you see in for the castle. But it does. They use those type of fireworks you would see like in the Chinese New Year um celebrations like those like i don't know like like sparkle style so yeah i don't want to ruin too much of if you haven't seen it and you're going to see in person and then, like i said there's other food booths offering too that i didn't get to try out um but they they are there they got like seven or eight if i'm right i could be it could be a little less than that but from what i could tell from our fgp squad members that have been going out there and are just people in the discord that have got to try in on it a couple of them it seems like there's good food offerings again. And they are offering that style of the lanyard where you could buy out like a – it's like a sip and saver pass basically where you get a oh, few, good. few things to buy out. So you could try them out if you wanted to.
1: That's cool. Yeah, shout out to the uh, Disney food section of the Discord server because FGP yeah. squad member Albert posted a bunch of photos of the stuff that he had an opportunity to try out as part of the Lunar New Year celebration and I don't think there's anything on there that I saw that I wasn't like, I need that. I want that. That looks tasty. <laughs> I need that in my life like yesterday. And uh, he says that of all, a lot of the stuff that – actually, here's his comment. He says he liked uh, the pizza bow but his favorite was the quesabirria egg roll by far. <laughs> he also loved Dude. the wontons. Um he says that the egg roll was so full of meat. They did a really good job on that one. I'm telling you, all those photos just look mouth watering. That chicken, dude, like that. Ah, oh, that. Oh, okay, I need to stop. Is, <laughs> I always do this. We did this last week with Thor's hammer, and now I'm doing right. it those again with the winter food. But <laughs> we're like still talking about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Mean, you know, it's funny. I think the last time we went to the parks. I'm trying to remember what celebration we recorded and or maybe it was like Lunar New Year celebration when we last went or something that I last recorded. All I know is that I have a bunch of videos um, that I've been looking through, like archives of stuff and vlogs that I never completed. And one of the. One of the videos that I shot was the Lunar New Year celebration with Mulan and Mushu, but I shot it from right across from Ariel. So I was, yeah, like right in front, like in front of World of Color, uh, facing uh, Ariel. Uh, So I wonder if I can, like, post that video. I'm going to try to find it. Uh, I remember it was super fun. I don't know how different it is from the one that I saw, at least the one that you saw. Um, I wasn't, like, nitpicking like the the differences and like putting them side by side but uh i just realized that maybe i should post that video it's yeah, been a I while think since we be good. posted like seriously it. the last one i was actually looking through our youtube channel when you were talking about this because i remember we posted something and i i thought there was at least two things from lunar new year like four or five years ago and the only one i found was this really cool performance by um, the Gugu drum group. Uh, I thought I had other stuff, but apparently I have a lot of videos that I haven't posted to the YouTube channel.
3: I have one more shout out. You just made me think of. So I would say you talk about performances and that group you're talking about. I believe the one you're mentioning, I did catch one more entertainment. I want to give them a shout out for sure. Uh, It was at night over by the wine. I, I, I don't know how you say that. It's like Tria. Uh, Tratoria. Thank you so much. <laughs> I need you guys every day. <laughs> I say so. Tratoria because I'm fancy. I don't know how say <laughs> That's how I say it's, it. it. It's so the
1: Tratoria.
2: The Tratoria. That's it. In That's in the, the new
1: name from now on. And it's the one Tratoria.
3: Oh, Tratoria. Italian, right? Italian. They, right? <laughs> <It's Italian>. they, <laughs> they, go, they called the Sonoma that he, uh, t- Terrence, I think, in that area, but they had vocal soul. So it's not the way you would think you'd spell like S O L S O U L. It's S E O U L. All right. And oh, like and, like, like Seoul South Korea, Korea,
2: the capital of South. Nailed Korea. Nailed it. Yeah.
3: So and they're like an a cappella group that are, uh, I believe, if I remember right, Chinese, Vietnamese, and a mix uh, of from that. You know, part of the world, and they killed it. You're talking about like they mixed in like American pop, K pop, and then Disney music, and they were just all acapella. And then there was a breakdown beatbox session that that one of them did. Yeah. If you want to check it out, it is. uh, I haven't cut it out on my live stream like to edit it to where you show it but you could find it from this past saturday which um would have been january the 20, uh, first. 21st 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 so it would have been january 21st okay. nice
1: <laughs> all right so to give you a sampling of that we're gonna cut away and listen to a little bit of that recording right now
0: i've never met no They don't ever tell me Mm -hmm. the way you do I've never met no
1: all right so if you want to listen to the entire performance you can head over to larry's youtube channel goofy guys adventures you can watch the entire live stream there you can also sign up hit that bell icon do the notification so that you are alerted of new live streams that are coming smash it make sure that you're following up yeah smash it hit it hard you can also follow us and Goofy Guys Adventures on Instagram because in the stories, you'll always get alerted of new live streams that are coming up as for well. Sure. Um, all right. So, talk about the two characters that are debuting or that we're getting as part of Lunar New Year, Larry.
3: So, yeah, you got Oswald the Rabbit, which for, I mean, yeah, Year of the Rabbit, I think, which a lot of people, he was in he's in that procession so look out and he's bringing all the energy and you know what's crazy for me i i've never been like a huge oswald character uh like fan like it's not that mm-hmm. i hated him or anything like i just was kind of like oh i know what his history is mm-hmm. and it's important to write walt disney and what it, the company became um but this year i don't know what it is they're they're selling it for me that rabbit i guess feeling i guess just really is coming back to being like this lucky thing where it's like i like his character for some reason out of all this time i was like maybe i told rebecca literally am i getting older or something because i'm just like <laughs> bonding with oswald a lot more and it's not just because of chinese New Year. i just think it's, it's the film familiarity with seeing him more and then now with the newest offering which i mean i think for me you guys have to like Sound out the name the best you could say because I don't say it right, and it's supposed to honor or- the Vietnamese celebration, Hortensia which would be the year of the cat. Is what you're looking or- for? Or tensia Yeah, that's what it is. Or another thing, I don't know if they're supposed to be like friends. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Boyfriend and girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so when I see them engaged, yeah, because I got to, I got to see them engaged very quickly when I was walking by one of their meet and greet areas, and it, that's why I was like. This is where for me I was like, are they friends? They're sweethearts. <laughs> friends? I think Sweet? is the
2: company line, like how Mickey and Minnie are. Yeah. Really... No, I does... think
1: I think they directly call him. They directly call her his girlfriend because that's how she's introduced in the cartoons. Ah. Yeah. I'm a so wow. I, okay, I'm, well, I'm pretty. Sure, I mean, I could be wrong. If you've read "Sweetheart" somewhere, that's. I mean, it's fine. No, right? it's I'm just making that up. Mickey and Minnie, but <laughs> I'm pretty certain they call her his girlfriend. I just looked up
2: Oswald girlfriend without any context. And oh. it gave me leave Harvey Oswald's girlfriend, which, <laughs> um, no. so anyway, <laughs> um, that's not what I wanted to look up. Sorry. Uh... Well, for all of
3: you, I think Rebecca's feedback, well, uh, that love cats, they, they did a great job to give her this real cute photo op look that if you were wanting to get that nice lunar new year like gotta hit the gram instagram or do the quick tiktok video she she looks extra cute as you'd like to say in her costume i would say it does give up and her when i saw the interaction she was doing her photo ops are great no hate on oswald obviously like i just said he's been selling it really well too as the rabbit but yeah she does have like really fun vibes too
2: do
1: it for the vine <laughs> back in the day uh, you're a little too late for that one buddy <laughs>
2: oh, all right. Well, you can follow me on Friendster, and oh, good. Um, I'm I so got glad. a couple. I got a couple spaces in my uh, top eight on MySpace. Uh, nice, nice. So, nice. if Anybody wants those?
1: Do you have any music that auto plays and all the sparklies that happen in the background? I had. Oh so I have it. skull and love
2: crossbones it. that rain. Down oh, nice. from yes. the the <laughs> Nice. And then nice. a bunch of animated. GIFs of my favorite band <laughs> logos that would spin around. I'm not, I, this is exactly what my MySpace page looked like. And oh the background God. was red. The kids, you know, and the then, kids, play, oh, and, and, and then it had, extra. I think I had Weird Al playing uh, <laughs> <No>. on my <laughs> MySpace yes. page. So oh my that's funny. weird Al- somebody says awesome. those still exist. And I tried to get in, I could not go get it. I could not get into MySpace.
1: I so, couldn't either. I tried it and.
2: I tried to get I it.
1: thought I knew my password. I th- tried resetting it because I still had the same email address and yeah. nothing doing. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, it's super cool that they're celebrating both Lunar Cycle or both New Year's celebration uh, at California Adventure. Uh, Hortensia, you know, has been seen at Disney parks uh, around the world, but we've never had her here. Uh, in any of the domestic parks. So it's kind of cool that you know she's appearing as part of the lunar celebration part. I don't know if it was specifically for the lunar celebration, but it's kind of nice that you know we're seeing a lot of the changes in the parks to be more sensitive to other people's cultures and to acknowledge other cultures and uh, you know erase some of the racial sensitivities that revolve around some of the stereotypes that we've seen around the park for a really long time. Uh, it's a small world. Recently got uh, an update uh, where some of the Asian dolls on the attraction, their faces were changed to just kind of a, a smiling face to erase again some of the stereotypical faces that you tended to see on Asian depictions before. That was really nice. On top of the fact that this was, you know, a big step in the reimagining of Splash Mountain coming to the parks because Splash Mountain over at Walt Disney World closed this weekend. Uh, there were tons of people out, five-hour waits to ride the attraction. And, you know, uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that feel a specific way about it. You know, they're, they're going to be very... Uh, passionate yeah yeah that's a great way to say it passionate and vocal yeah uh, perfect I think Mm. you're trying
2: to say uh, big whiny babies ah yeah that's a good one (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know
1: it's we can get into this you know more and more we've talked about it already the idea of changing an attraction that we understand it's beloved by many right like it hold like a lot of people have a lot of memories about the attraction but If you enjoyed the attraction because they were just characters that you knew as a child and they were just these, like, you know, bunnies and bears and, you know, chickens and birds and all sorts of stuff, and you didn't know the story behind it, then okay, that's one thing, right? But when you take into consideration the racial undertones of the attraction and the story that it came from, you know, the idea of updating it to something that's, you know, a lot more acceptable as a culture, you know, I, th- I think is a huge positive for the Disney company and just, honestly, it's a huge plus for humanity, all right? So yep. uh, D- Splash Mountain is closed, you know, it, it's like next day they already had uh, the boards up and they had Imagineers walking the attraction trying to figure out what they're going to do with it, like hard hats and all uh, late 2024 I believe is when that's going to open uh so mm-hmm. it's going to go the the reimagining super quickly and I don't think we have a closing date here at Disneyland yet. I know uh, I think Brian was the one that asked the question over on Discord. Um I don't think they've announced it. They'll probably end up announcing it within the next month or two, but you know, I it's it, it's a little bit more difficult here at Disneyland because you don't want it to kind of overshadow the Disney 100 celebration. You know, you want Mm -hmm. that to kind of be front and center as far as news cycle is concerned. So I imagine that they probably will take some time to announce that. And, you know, all the new stuff that we're gonna be getting, you know, uh, within a week or so, I think we're gonna get Wondrous Journeys, Uh, World of Color One is gonna debut. We're going to get uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway over Railway. in Toontown, which <laughs> apparently is going to be a virtual queue or lightning lane, uh, lightning according lane. to the, the misspelled sign. It looks like they <laughs> had some extra letters to spend on that sign as well. There we go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tuning up to be a pretty good celebration. Wondrous Journeys, I have to admit, you know, we kind of talked about it and joked about it a little bit that it sounded like like real folksy, and it didn't sound like very Disney to begin with. But, man, the more that I'm seeing from these videos and the teasers that they're doing for One and Four Wondrous Journeys, listen, I'm starting to get kind of hyped about it. (laughs) They showed a preview of Sleeping Beauty Castle straight up turning into Casita. And then on top of that, the song, if, if what I read was correct... The song is going to cut away to play Immortals by Fallout Boy as you see Baymax fly through the sky. That's not something you normally hear of in a Disney fireworks show.
3: So, yeah, and I was there. I'm going to give you guys a little insight. I was there one night. They were testing. I was there doing the live stream. I said Wednesday and Thursdays. They closed the park. They've been closing all week at eight or nine. So, really early the last two weeks since pretty much after New Year's. And one night, they closed Disneyland at eight, but California adventure was actually open till 10. So I was running around doing the live stream. And then all of a sudden I saw fireworks shoot off as I left little mermaid. And I was like, what? And as soon as I look over and I, I started watching, I could just see around like people like cast members and stuff were like, Hey, <laughs> like, kind of like in that year. We like, yeah, they're kind of doing something over there. I didn't film it, but I'll tell you this. I filmed only like a couple seconds. The finale sounded insane. Like, I heard it, the ending that they were either testing that night, and it sounded like they're bringing it. Like, my heart was palpitating from soaring. That's the. Like, I felt it that far. I was like, that's
2: so Crazy Frog? I'm just going to bring up all the old stuff. Crazy Frog. You have Crazy Frog on your MySpace. That's
1: funny. Yeah. The entire show, like from what you're describing, makes it even more exciting for me because it I'm really interested in how they're going to incorporate a hundred years worth of films into this show because from what i've what I've read and what I've been seeing, every animated film, like every film that they've created is going to be represented as part of this show somehow. So that's a lot to pack into one show. You know, and I know that some references are like super quick, but there was one like they were showing the software that they use in one of the videos that I was watching, like in the software that they use to plan out like the the mappings on the castle and all of that stuff. The mappings that go down Main Street, like in one scene, it folds down and refolds up into London as Peter Pan, Wendy and the boys are flying through London. Okay, so. It looks so good. Like, I don't know what it looks like, obviously, on the castle, because this is just right. a representation in the software that they're using to create this. But still, like, I, I'm i telling you, it's just it's insane to me how they're going to represent all of these properties into a 15, 20 minute fireworks show, which you would think sounds like a really long time. But when you start choreographing music and fireworks and lights and mappings, I, it's a lot to take in, right? And so, I'm I'm starting to wonder if all of the represent like all of the representations aren't necessarily going to happen on Sleeping Beauty Castle. Like I'm I feel like this is going to be one of those shows that you're going to have to circle the lands to see because It's a Small World will have different mappings than Sleeping Beauty Castle. If they do it on the rivers of America like they have, uh, you know, where they lift the water and they start projecting on there, maybe you'll see something different there. Maybe Main Street is going to have totally different representations that, you know, will go with the standard music for the Wondrous Journeys show itself, but... It, like, I feel like this is going to be one of those things that you're not going to be able to watch once and capture everything. You're going to have to watch it multiple times, dare I say, a hundred times, you know, to <laughs> capture everything that it's going to offer.
0: So, we're going to start watching the Hojo Cam, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Right? The, the Hojo
1: Cam needs to have Hojo drones. That go and film the mappings along Main Street. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what are those? Those are the Hojo drones. You're welcome, Hojo. (laughs) Send us a check and a video. (laughs) All right. Well, we have a couple more things that we're going to do before we wrap up this episode. But before we do, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge an amazing group of listeners known as the FGP Squad our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a little bit about what the FGP Squad is all about, and a link to our Patreon. If you have uh, any questions, of course, you can re- reach out to us uh, on social media. You can reach out on Facebook, Instagram. But obviously, we would love it if you join the community over on Discord. Being a part of the FGP Squad does get you a special section on Discord. Uh, you get access to our happy hour calls, additional content on Patreon, uh, random giveaways, and more. So, again, if you have any questions about the FGP squad or being a member, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And just quickly announce that our next happy hour call is going to be happening on February 11th. That is a Saturday. Uh, So if you're available, we'd love to have you there, play some games, hang out, chat and just uh, just be with each other and hang out for a while. So hope to see you there. Uh, More info will be posted, obviously, on Discord and on Patreon soon. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah. So thank you. Hey, Larry, I wanted to I wanted to make sure that we had it in the podcast. But before we started recording, you were talking about a magic band tip since uh you've no. been going to the parks uh please share your magic band tip with everybody before we move on to some great moments with mr andrew
3: Ooh, i'm excited for that now um, for uh, many of you know the great magic band talk about great magic band debacle uh with me <laughs> being that my hulk-like wrists that me and hazen have in common and i would say <laughs> andrew too uh andrew hasn't even went on the magic band plus thing yet so, yeah, this bigger wrist issue where we were trying to figure out to keep the band on without it popping off. And then last time, uh, I let everyone know that I did lose my first one, but I got another one. I learned that if you just keep clasping it and breaking it in, it'll work better. And it did for the time being. But then Hazen had mentioned, like, also FGP squad members had mentioned in the past how Magic bands have went through these iterations of having parts we could take the puck out. But we didn't know for sure if you could. Hazen said now we knew there was a way to take it out with there's four small screws behind the magic band plus what once you unscrew it releases the casing and then out comes the magic band plus puck all in one piece just like that it takes a little bit of finagling I'll admit just have the right screwdriver you know those are hard to find those really really tiny ones basically they use for like phone screws basically those kind of like the small ones but online i found a vendor they have them on etsy i would say and also on ebay i bought mine from someone on ebay because they had a competitive price and i seen the sizing and color i wanted one that was clear because i wanted to see if the outside rim of it would light up more and it did and the cool thing about the one i got was it's a has a back attachment we could slide it on to whatever watch you have i have an apple watch we've talked about this before again where Hazen said it would be cool if that technology was just on the on your watch or any smart watch or watch you had so that was the idea I went with and the one I got was about nine bucks for the puck the insert part you put it in there the only thing I would say it works number one it works great and once you slide it in there and you get it grooved in you basically what you guys talked about a lot more easier and convenient to get in the parks like You use one side of your wrist, and then it does light up really cool. If you get, like, a clear one, you'll see the outside effect a lot more. It does brighten. People catch it more now, I'll be honest. I'll be like, oh, man, what's that thing lighting up on your wrist? Like, guests that are not always coming to the park will ask me. And I'll say, oh, it's the Magic Band. Oh, isn't that supposed to be on a band? And I explain what I'm saying right now. (laughs) But the only thing I was going to say is keep your original piece of your band that you take it out of so you could clip it back in to charge it. That's the one thing I would say to make everyone remember, because you could still, without the screws in it, you could put it back in its housing and clip it back in to charge it. That's the only thing I would let everyone know as like a disclaimer. Some people have figured out how to like to put rubber bands and stuff to hold it in the charger place, but I mean, if you want to just get it easier, you just clip it back into the old casing, real quick, charge it, and take it out.
1: So what you're saying is. If we get the 3D printer, we can redesign oh. <laughs> our own version
3: <laughs> that, that the charger
1: can clip Fits. right into. You're so going to you win. you don't ever have to, okay, no take. You're
3: going to pay back your printer. Okay, you hear me? Uh, <laughs> you hear? Uh, yeah, this is one time I'm supporting the 3D printer project. Th- nice. Once again, circling back to the 3D printer farm, where we're going to have them all dressed up like farm animals on bales nice. of hay. Nice. So it's a farm. I like legit. it. Yes,
1: I like the idea. <laughs> Hazen gets a 3D printer confirmed. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for the tip. I love it. I'm going to have to go get one of those myself. You know, I've, I've talked about the magic band that I have. My wife got us all magic bands uh, in preparation for, you know, whenever we had an opportunity to go to the parks. Uh, my wife and kids have actually been back to the park uh, a few times. Uh, Sadly, I have just not felt well enough to go. But she did get me a Magic Band, and she got me the Iron Man one. I'm considering purchasing a second one that I could use that will attach to my watch to leave my Iron Man one intact so that it's also like a display piece, you know, because it's got, like the the middle of the Magic Band on the Iron Man one looks like the arc reactor. So I kind of want to leave that alone with, the other stuff i have on display you know my other like legos and Funkos and stuff like that of iron man but um that might be the next thing i do like i might just buy a standard magic band like the the
3: yeah i would the, suggest that's a great idea yeah, yeah and like then the mickey head one yeah. yeah
1: like that would be perfect and then buy a 3d printer and then make my clip for my watch <laughs> and then you know sell those on etsy with now with a chargeable clip attachment
3: yeah, I think if you—I'm not kidding—if you—if you—if you, if you, if you <laughs> get that down, then yeah, you've gotten it all the way down the. One of the things too I like about it, what uh, here's another tip: if you get one of these, if you find one you like, they come in different iterations. Like I told you, there's Etsy. The one I want is eBay. excuse me. And it was just for your watch, but they have like I think one of our members on the Discord talked about how you can make it a necklace too. Yeah, they're they've thought about that for the Magic Band Plus. And what's cool about it is when you have it in that format. It makes it really easy to turn it off and on. When it's on your wrist to turn it off and on, the button is really tiny. But when you put on these extra adapters, it pops out of their holder and you could save the battery. Cause that's been one of the things I've been saying. People have been like, Oh man, the battery dies if I'm at the park all day. Well now if you don't really need it for a while, you can pop it out real quick. If it's on your neck, you just on the back of it, you turn it off real fast when you don't need it. And turn it back on when you're going to go do your bounty or you're going to maybe see something like a nighttime spectacular, like a 100 years of (laughs) whatever is (laughs) going to be on, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you turn it back on and then you don't have to charge it again in the day. So that's another little hack that I figured out too.
1: I'm seeing that it's starting to interact with a lot more stuff now. And
3: yeah, I'm kind of
1: excited because some of the interactions that I've seen tested with World of Color and what I'm expecting will be Wondrous Journey's... I mean, it looks kind of cool, right? It's everything that I think when the last celebration happened, when the diamond celebration happened, you know, we had the wands and paintbrushes and all this stuff. And this is basically the same technology, but it's a lot more refined now because it seems to be working a lot more than it was with the paintbrushes and the magic wands. So uh, I'm excited when when I finally get an opportunity to try this out and see what it's all about. I'm you know, uh, this this is going to be something that I'm really going to keep my eye out on and um, test out when I'm finally back in the And products. I think
3: you can't have more than two on your account, just a heads up, if you were trying to have more than one band. You could associate it with two different Magic okay. Band pluses or the Puck inside. And I guess I I'll know once I spend
1: your... my 30 bucks, right? And
3: <laughs> right. And then your photos, too. I know you guys have talked about PhotoPass. I've heard people now saying that they can use it with PhotoPass at Disneyland. At nice. the parts where you're, like, meeting up, like, you know, a, a With character. With photo PhotoPass photographer. Right. Nailed it, Andrew. Exactly.
2: But not attraction photos.
3: Not yet, but you never know.
2: They better. That's I like that so much at Walt Disney World. It was just like, you just go up to the picture and you know, go, boop. And then <laughs> some of them, you didn't even, like, have to do anything. They just, you wore a magic band and it was it. just there. Yeah.
3: I believe it now, like, what Hazen's talking about. It just lights up by itself. Like, in certain areas, I'm like, what? Oh, a great one I saw recently was at the Flag Ritchie. I was walking by, and I thought that was amazing. I thought that was great. They had that's it light cool. up with, like, centennial colors during that time. So that's a really
2: cool. one, dun, 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 That's dun, super cool. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. That song's not copyright and right? Well, we'll that's all right. We'll Less than 30 seconds. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, uh, I guess that's a really great transition to uh, – Get us going on a couple more years of Disney history, as we present to you great moments with Mr.
3: Andrew.
2: I am a man, slight in build, with a big old nose. I forget what he says in <laughs> the thing. I should learn. You when it comes, anything, I when it believe. comes to, uh, he doesn't say I have a big old nose. I'm pretty no, he sure doesn't. he doesn't say that. <laughs> Um anyway, so let's dust off this uh, big tome uh, of Disney history and uh this the recovering 1929 and 1930, 1928 the big boom, Mickey Mouse premieres, Hot Dog, Here We Go, The Train Is a Movin'. Um so 1929 sees like a very big growth for the company with thanks to Mickey Mouse, but especially in one of our favorites, merchandise um so there's a lot of growing merchandise uh but this year also the company hires two men who go on to become Disney legends uh Ben Sharpstein and Bill Cottrell we will learn more about them as their careers progress um but this is 1929 they got their start so at the start of the year uh wanting to diversify from just Mickey Mouse even though he's been doing such great for them so far um They start work right at the beginning of the year, start animating the now famous uh, skeleton dance, Silly Symphony. So January 1929, they're getting going on that. But Mickey is still bringing in that bacon. This year alone, Walt was written to or approached by multiple people with suggestions to create all kinds of Mickey Mouse related things. Um, a Mickey Mouse comic strip, the Mickey Mouse club meetings, the, the theater meetings, and uh, Mickey Mouse writing tablets, which would become the first piece of Disney merchandise. This school writing tablet is green, and I'm sure you've seen a picture of it. They were getting so many like inquiries with, with the success of Mickey Mouse that they had to create a whole other division of the company to handle the merchandising. So that's where... Uh, Walt the uh, Walt Disney Enterprises was created in 1929 to handle all of the merchandising deals um, this year also had a lot of firsts for the company uh, they wrote their first song in studio which is Minnie's you who Mickey spoke his first words in 1929 hot dogs hmm. hot dogs he goes hot dogs. Hot dogs. It's it's very unsettling. Uh, <laughs> uh, voiced by Mickey's first words were spoken by Carl Stalling and not Walt Disney, as many think. Anyways, and after inking a distribution deal with Columbia, they premiered their first silly symphony, the Skeleton Dance at the Carthay Circle Theater. Um, near the end of the year, the company was incorporated and renamed again Walt Disney Productions Limited, with Walton and Royce splitting ownership 60-40. Um, and by the end of 1929, the company had completed five Silly Symphony shorts and ten Mickey Mouse shorts. So that's 1929, lots of good, fun stuff. Uh, 1930 is another growing year for the company, but also uh, some hard losses. Uh, this year... Um, but we'll start with a, a hire. This year, the company also hired now Disney legend Floyd Gottfriedson. So we'll talk about him in a minute. But uh, the year starts off right. And the first uh, theater-based Mickey Mouse Club meeting takes place at noon on January 11th at the Fox Dome Theater. Um, these grow like leaps and bounds over the year. And there's hundreds of meetings all across the country by the end of the year for the Mickey Mouse Club Uh, in theater. Mickey's first comic strip, which was drawn by Ub Iwerks and written by Walt Disney, is published just a few days later, uh, January 13th, in the New York Mirror. And after great reception, uh, Walt signed a contract to produce more comics. But at the end of January, we see uh, a big loss for the company. Ub Iwerks and Carl Stalling leave the company uh, after being wooed away by Pat Powers, who doubled their salary, the salary that Walt was paying him. Uh, so they went on to make $300 a week uh, under Pat Powers and uh, with uh, Ub leading an animation uh, studio there. But don't be worried. Uh, Ub makes a comeback, as uh, many of you know. So well, don't, don't worry about Ub. And Carl Stalling does just does just fine for himself <laughs> after leaving Disney. Um, but throughout 1930, uh, more and more Disney merchandise is licensed, including Mickey Mouse dolls by Charlotte Clark, Mickey and Minnie toys by George Borgfeld and company and Mickey Mouse, the first Mickey Mouse book by Bibo Lang. Um, after uh, Ub leaves, Floyd Gottfriedson takes over drawing the Mickey Mouse comics And that is a job that he uh, stays with until he retires from the company in 1975. Floyd Gafferson writes the Mickey Mouse uh, newspaper comic for his entire career. uh, Disney legend. (laughs) Um, This year also sees the appearance of an unnamed dog that would go on to become Pluto in the short The Chain Gang. Um, And by the end of the year, eight more silly symphonies have been completed and nine more Mickey Mouse shorts. So that is 1929 and 1930, kind of a up-and-down, rocky year for the company, but growing Mickey Mouse is uh, big and hot, and he's uh, taking the nation by storm, and uh, it's only going up from here for a while.
1: Yeah, these were interesting years for the company. I mean, with Up leaving, it really put Walt in a situation where he was not only the creator you know, of Mickey Mouse, but... Like, he was his main animator, right? And, you know, Walt didn't always have the money to pay uh, his animators the wage that they would have wanted, but, uh, I mean, I think there were some animators that will argue that they weren't paid what they were worth over time, but uh, I guess as the story progresses, you know, we can bring that stuff up, but, yeah, merchandising. That's a really interesting topic overall with the Disney company because, in those years, like Mickey was on so many things, right? Mm-hmm. Like we had you, you know, you had the the tablet for for kids for them to write on. But I mean, it we're what like twenty years away from it, or a, uh, almost twenty years away. But man, during World War II is one of the most terrifying pieces of merch that the Disney company ever <laughs> released. You know, in that Mickey Mouse gas mask. And like, it's cool that you put Mickey on a bunch of stuff. I'm glad that they did the merchandising thing. You know, it's what you strive for when you create a company, you know. But, but damn, like, there's certain things that should not be IP driven. <laughs> and I get it. You know, it was for kids and it was a sign of the times sort of situation. But yo, that thing is terrifying. <laughs>
2: Yes, definitely. And it's, uh, you know, that, that was the, I think the idea behind that was to make it not so scary to for kids to put on the gas mask. Like, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse mask, whatever, whatever. Uh, it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, luckily, I don't think any of those kids had to use said Mickey Mouse gas mask. But, uh, <laughs> just yeah, some, like imagining it's kind of like there's also a photo from around this time where um, it's a, one of the Mickey Mouse Club meetings and they all have the paper Mickey Mouse like, masks <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on. It is very mm-hmm. scary.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before, but I know th- that we talked about just, like, general Disney merchandise, like, from the parks mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but was there ever anything, like, when you were a kid that you always thought, like, man, I really wish I had this Disney whatever that... Maybe you got as an adult or, you know, you still strive to own at some point.
2: That's a fantastic question. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I really came into Disney more as an adult. Um, not that I didn't like Disney as a kid, but I think I was less aware of like the brand as it's, you know, as a thing so I don't know. I was really into Thomas the Tank Engine when I was a kid. So that's 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 <laughs> all I ever wanted: Thomas the Tank Engine and stuff. So I have to I have to mull this one over. It wasn't the haunted mansion when I was a kid. The first time I went to Disneyland the haunted mansion, I uh was uh I think I, my ghost left my body and I was looking at it from out. I didn't even make it in the building. So I'm a big chicken.
0: Aw. it happens.
2: Yeah, that's okay. I don't. I'm 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 big enough to admit that I'm a big chicken.
0: Yeah, there
2: you go, <laughs> a proud chicken. But you so. enjoy it
0: now, so that there you go. Yeah, most <laughs> things.
2: I'm pretty good. Yes, yeah, I have to mention I enjoy very much.
0: Yeah, good. That's. I'm on the same boat with with Andrew. I I'm going to have to just go. I'm going to have to answer you. You know, look back and then give you that answer because <laughs> yeah, this did, is going to be like a next yeah. week answer or something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty a good one. much.
1: Larry, do you have one off the top of your head?
3: A toy? See, mine goes to Star Wars, which is not a property that's... And I ended up getting a lightsaber. I never was able to get a lightsaber when I was younger. And that's because my mom was against guns and swords and violent weapons. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. like was like, don't get them at all. And I was like, but it's a lightsaber. And uh, yeah, that's what led me to go to Savi's workshop. That's as close as a story I could think of right off the top of my head. So that was my first like legit... I had fake ones like there was a time when I used to sell them at the park where like they first came out those were, like <laughs> they weren't official lightsabers yeah. they were like the they had like a Mickey thing on the bottom where they lit up like, a kaleidoscope yeah. sword or something like that but my first official licensed Star Wars lightsaber was from Sabi's workshop.
1: Right on man that's cool. You know I thought about this before because I love to collect stuff right and there's several things that are pretty prominent in my collection like you guys know that I collect playing cards but when I got into magic at that time there was an explosion of, of custom decks which is kind of where my, my mind shifted and I started to collect a lot of these custom decks because I knew a lot of the magicians that were designing these custom decks and so you know I'm collecting the stuff my friends were making at the time but before that one of the things that I really loved to collect was watches I collected different brands, but like Invicta and Fossil were like some of the, like two of the brands that I collected a lot of stuff from at the time. Like I I, I don't know where it is now, but uh, one of the biggest things that I remember collecting at that point was one of the old like Casio calculator watches. It had the tiny, tiny buttons on there. And like you can never get away with doing any type of calculations on that thing if you thought <laughs> you could get it from school. <laughs> but uh, one thing that i've always wanted that i've never been able to get like a good price on and honestly i stopped looking for it after a while was one of the 1980s seiko or loris mickey mouse watches yeah, those were awesome. always yeah. on my list, man. Like, those were, to me, they were just so iconic. Whether they they had that, like, segmented gold band with a clip on the bottom. It's like, yeah. it looks old school as hell, man. But I don't even care. I, like, it's a Mickey Mouse watch, right, from the 80s. And it yeah. just looks dope. I want one so bad still. Uh, I think I've collected stuff over time where I see an end to it. Like, there's, like, kind of a beginning and end to that collection. And, like, I still have a lot of the watches. I used to have a really nice display where they were all kind of wrapped on, like, you know, like, they make, like, different jewelry things where you can display it. I had a lot of my watches on there. But because most of my collecting stuff is now the playing cards, like, I've just kind of shifted away from that. But now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I do need to finish that one and get myself one of those Mickey watches if I ever find a good price on it.
3: That's a good one. Yeah.
2: Right now, you can get one on Poshmark for the low, low price of $562. Oh.
3: Yeah, not going
1: to do that. Yeah, not going to do that. And that's kind of what they've been. See, they came out with Apple
3: watches, and that's what, that's what messed me up. Because like, now you, it's hard to justify it's really a collector's item, you're thinking. Because yeah. you're like, my smartwatch could run circles around that watch, right? Yeah. It's really you're buying it for nostalgia.
1: Yeah, And that's the thing. Like You you can get so many faces, either free ones or even paid ones, for smartwatches that are like a dollar or two. It's just so much easier to be able to do that. Plus, you can put your own pictures on there. So if you're handy with a little bit of Photoshop or you like to work your way around Canva, you can create your own backgrounds for these smartwatches and you can put whatever you want on there. So like you said, it is hard to justify it, but... You know, one of these days when so, we win the lotto and we have that yep. you know disposable income, we'll open up the studio, we'll have full time streaming and and gaming and everything going on in, at studio podcasters and then I'll get my Mickey watch from Poshmark
2: there you go we'll have a display just like Michael Eisner <laughs> used to wear just like Michael <laughs> Eisner used to wear
1: exactly nice. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, any closing thoughts or anything else we want to bring up before we wrap up this episode?
2: Uh, there's a new Quizziland this week. Woo! It's been Kay. recorded. I didn't wait till the last minute because I had to work <laughs> this week, so <laughs> it's a recorded in the in the can. Over. It's already uh, sent over to Hazen Goodness. to put on the intern webs. So I keep love a lookout for that on Thursday.
1: Listen, I think one of my favorite things about Quizneyland, one, the history, the questions, like I've learned a lot from it. But the more and more that I hear Quizneyland, the more I feel like we're going to have to start having commercials of our own on Podcateers because <laughs> the commercials are so fun on Quizneyland yeah. that I'm starting to wonder why we don't have them here. So I think that's an offline conversation we're going to have to okay. have at some Okay. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Make sure that you follow Larry for live
3: streams from the park.
1: Uh, What days again, Larry? Remind everyone.
3: So it'll be Wednesday or Thursdays and Saturdays throughout the day. Boom.
1: So, again, make sure Goofy Guys Adventures on Instagram, on YouTube. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe. Beat that bell icon for (laughs) notifications for when things happen. Use it like uh, one of those like boxing. What are they called? The speed bags, and just like ding 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 ding, ding, for all the notifications for all new videos. That's it. That's gonna wrap it up. Uh, Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye. See ya. Adios. Part of the Podcateers Network.